As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All of this research from the MKUltra projects, from all this wartime psychological warfare operations stuff, wasn't so much about individuals being mind-controlled, the Hollywood image, it was actually about using all of that research and that data upon the whole society. So remember that whatever is true of the microcosm, the individual, can be extrapolated to the macrocosm, the society as a whole. This is an ancient platonic principle. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by getting everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support this cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive my pillow offers. Thank you and God bless. All right, welcome to the final hour of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. I think if we want to understand where we are today, the crisis that we're in, which is a manufactured crisis, we need to understand historic famous projects like MKUltra. A lot of people don't know the real authentic history of the various MKUltra projects, of which there were dozens, not just in U.S. universities, but all over the globe. And in fact, I'm going to show you some really amazing information in terms of the projects that were done even in Australia under the auspices of the US government, US military, and psychiatric institutions. And when we look at that, we're gonna understand how today's medical crisis ties directly into the history of MKUltra, which is a manufactured crisis, this medical crisis, 
as well as how this leads us into a technocracy, because a lot of people don't know that today's crises come out of psychological warfare strategies and plans. So once we understand the strategy of how the elite have used wartime intelligence and wartime operations on the people, then we can completely decode and understand what's going on in this gigantic global, global psychological operation. The first thing we want to understand is that MKUltra is a famous series of projects that comes out of wartime intelligence and operations dealing with testing of the mind, mapping and, and monitoring and uh, completely controlling the mind in order to understand the inner sphere. So <clears throat> in terms of the space race, the idea was let's colonize the outer sphere of the world, of the existing universe. But then there's that crucial inner sphere, right? Freud. Young, the psychoanalyst, right? They wanted to conquer the inner sphere. Well, the military had the same idea, right? It began with army projects to find a truth serum back in the 40s and 50s. And we have people like Bill Donovan, right? The famous OSS co-founder, you could say, of the OSS, along with British intelligence, <clears throat> to figure out what are the ways that we could manipulate the mind of the enemy, right? So remember that wartime crisis situation, martial law situations always provide the excuse for how we can bypass normal laws, right? And these crises, right, what Brzezinski and eventually would call a arc of crisis, right, all throughout the Soviet bloc states in the post-Cold War era, this model of crisis is what you see in every one of the global elite's writings. As you know, I've covered about 50 of them going book by book by book of the last 100 years of the elite and their writings. Almost all of them begin their books by saying, we're in a crisis. This is the greatest crisis the world has ever seen. And it's all BS, but the pseudo crisis is actually typically something that they've engineered. Now, everybody knows, I think, about false flags. So that's a wartime strategy that's a psychological operation to paint the enemy, sure. But what about mental false flags? What about attacks on the psyche? Well, that's the domain of MKUltra. And a lot of doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists and even dentists, right, people that you wouldn't expect across the globe were recruited into <clears throat> these MK Ultra projects and experiments. And again, it's all over the board what kinds of stuff they did. We don't even know all the stuff that they did. So we kind of have to piece together many, many decades later what we can based on the declassified documents that do exist, which supposedly are about half of those documents. I think Richard Helms destroyed the other half, seven boxes. There's seven that exist. So there's a lot of great books and materials. One of those is John Marx's book, Search for the Manchurian Candidate. There's a, a Walter Bowert's book, Operation Mind Control. <clears throat> there's uh, Dr. Colin Ross's book, The CIA Doctors. But what's interesting is that since these books were written in the late 70s and early 80s and 90s, many other books and, and uh, research has come out that demonstrates a lot more doctors and a lot more projects existed than we knew, even in other countries. And you're going to see how some of this ties into the so-called COVID crisis in a minute. And this is something I stumbled upon the last couple of weeks that I've read most of these MKUltra books. I didn't know this. This is pretty wild. But again, if we go back to the OSS wartime period, one of the things that they wanted to do was figure out personality assessments. Did you know that uh, uh, the personality maps and all that comes out of a guy named jo Dr. John Ginninger, who was the CIA's MKUltra personality assessment doctor? He's the one that invented all of that personality stuff and classifying people under these hundreds of different types of personalities, right? 
And he wanted to find a perfectly scientific model of doing this. Uh, he wasn't able to find a, a perfect technique, but he as an individual was able to train different CIA operatives and so forth in this technique, which was fairly successful, although it wasn't 100% scientifically accurate. But one thing that that, uh, that that sort of predated was the idea of a AI system to predict human choices and actions. And that will actually play into later tech, because as you'll see, the MKUltra projects directly play into uh, AI and, and transhumanism. Literally, transhumanism comes directly out of the MK Search, MK Delta, MK Naomi projects that the CIA was operating under at Fort Detrick and other bases, right? Um, and we'll see that it transitions into a biowarfare project. But Bill Donovan said, we need to figure out how to map the mind. And one thing that they did, believe it or not, uh, you know, if you follow my material, I've done a lot of research into the serial killers and how some of them were actually brought into projects that were also probably uh, addendum projects to MKUltra, which would be things like the Phoenix program during Vietnam, where they literally recruited psychopaths, right? Literal psychopaths out of jails, prisons, out of military prisons, naval projects involving this, right? Uh, to figure out how to train and create psychopathic killers to terrorize the enemy. A lot of people think that those same projects would have been brought home domestically, right, under things like uh, MK Naomi, again, MK Search, Phoenix program, where you have the releasing of kind of lunatics in the U.S. to create a kind of domestic destabilization program that's a psychological warfare operation. Uh, Tom O'Neill, for example, has just better put out a recent book chronicling uh, the history of Charles Manson, his connections to the CIA, different CIA figures, and organized crime. There's substantial evidence to suggest, as I've said for a long time, that Charles Manson himself could, uh, was essentially a product of some of these uh, mind control experiments. We know that the Unabomber right, was connected to MKLG, volunteered for these. It's actually listed in his obituary. And yes, chaos has a lot of substantial evidence. Uh, that, that demonstrates this. I believe Tom O'Neill's even been on Joe Rogan talking about that book. But if we go back to the MKUltra projects, it's not surprising given that even in the days of Bill Donovan, he said, what we need to do is find loonies, quote unquote, loonies, <laughs> literal loonies, psychos and freaks who wanted to spy on and surveil right, and be involved in voyeurism, right? Watching people, they would recruit loonies to do a lot of surveillance work. And not only that, they wanted to set up a specific program and guess who was involved in this? AT&T. AT&T helped the early OSS set up a, a really intricate psychology assessment program whereby personality assessments would become a new field of interest and research itself under American psychology, APA, these different institutes, right? And this was set up at uh, the California University of California at Berkeley, connected to the CIA and OSS through a figure named Murray and this would later be the, the, the brainchild of Dr. John Gittinger. So again, remember the early stages of the OSS and MKUltra were connected to corporate Fortune 100, AT&T, helping to set up these labs and these products at public state universities. So these are not independent spheres. Oh, there's the corporate sphere and there's the state. And uh, these are two, the, the libertarian, you know, they're going to balance each other out. It's a state. No, they work together. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. Be sure and support this independent alternative spearhead operation against the enemy by 
getting the products in the InfoWars store. You can also support me by going to jaysanalysis.com and subscribing to the vast archive of hundreds of talks and lectures over the last five years, encompassing all of this kind of material and much more. Now, we were talking about the uh, OSS original uh, plan to map the mind, right? To understand the human uh, mental domain and then to control it. <clears throat> and we were talking about how the early uh, studies involved things like researching entheogens, right? Gordon Wasson, JP Morgan's man, went down to Latin South America and found the correct uh, mushrooms that could be these, then synthesized and turned into these various uh, LSD type drugs these various hallucinogens that the CIA would then kind of let loose in various counterculture projects in the 1960s through their operatives like Tim Leary, Terrence McKenna and others. And yes, Terrence McKenna was a huge operative. It's very obvious if you go and watch his materials, uh, if you watch uh, Terrence McKenna, for example, uh, in his lectures where he, he talks to the mushroom, Terrence McKenna says that the mushroom says we need to have less babies in the West. There's too many babies. So please listen to the mushroom God and stop having babies. That's literally what he says. Go watch the mushroom video. Now, why was he saying that? Because guess what? It's all the same plan. All of this stuff is not just transhumanism. It's not just cultural degradation and mind control. It's also intended to toxify the culture so that you don't reproduce. That's it. That's the whole game plan here. You don't reproduce. The elite will then take that technology, become divine, or so they think, right? Download into the to the, uh, the, the monolith. That's what uh, 2001 is about, right? Alex did a great show this week talking about the long-term game plan of the tech elite, the transhumanists, which is if you watch 2001, don't forget to also watch 2010. Now, it's not that great of a movie. It's a pretty bad uh, uh, you know, follow-up. However, the meaning and message of 2010, which is then followed up by 3010 by Arthur C. Clarke, and as Alex was saying this week, Clarke was hanging out with Crowley and a bunch of the creepers. Right? The message of 2010 is that the Cold War was a dialectic to spur on the next phase of humanity into the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is the next type of civilization, literally star child level stuff. They want to be star child. They want to be gigantic, creepy, floating babies in space, nuking planets. Literally, that's the plan. And I'm not joking. <laughs> now, going back to MKUltra, the, the, we're going to get there. Okay, that we're, we're going to get to MKUltra. And I got to tell you something crazy about the MKUltra projects in Australia. Right? I've got some crazy stuff, mate, about MKUltra in Australia. They're talking about cannibalism, mate. Crikey, it's going to be wild. Hypnotism, mind control, dis disassociation, depersonalization. What are we seeing in some of these uh, you know, shots in the research? The stabbies, depersonalization, prions. Guess where that comes from? Biowarfare research under MKUltra. Yes, literally. So they didn't just want to figure out how to map the mind, how to split the mind. And all the way back in the 1940s, Dr. Esther Brooks had the ability to hypnotize susceptible people to become hypnotic couriers. That's where we get this sort of pop culture imagery of things like Manchurian Candidate, the Frankenheimer book, right? The, the programmed MKUltra assassin, that kind of stuff. If you've never seen a movie like La Femme Nikita, right, the Luc Besson movie, it's a great example of this where you have basically a government, uh, a secret government project that brings in psychopaths, right? Nikita, the girl that they recruit, is this psychopathic drug addict girl off of the street. 
They take her to an underground base. They spend about four years training her, not just in assassination attempts, but in also becoming a honey trap. There's a Ghislaine Maxwell type woman that works for the state to train the girls to become sex operatives. Very revealing movie. And then they send her out. She's under total control to do whatever the, the deep state, the, 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 the government, the Secret Service wants, right? It's, it's a great film, highly recommend it. And it's not so much that there's all of these programmed assassins that does exist. But remember, all of this research from the MKUltra projects, from all this wartime psychological warfare operations stuff, wasn't so much about individuals being mind controlled, the Hollywood image, it was actually about using all of that research and that data upon the whole society. So remember that whatever is true. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Of the microcosm, the individual, can be extrapolated to the macrocosm, the society as a whole. This is an ancient platonic principle, Right? Plato said that the, the, the city-state is like a man. It's like a guy. It's like a big body of a dude, right? In our society, it would be a really big dude, right? Because everybody has a really bad diet, right? So uh, in this system, Plato thinks that there's a three-tiered structure that the elite, the philosophical elite, the technocrats, that's his idea, they represent the mind. The guardian class, the warriors represent the heart because they have courage, the virtue of courage. And then the workers, the proles, they represent the body, right? Because they're out there doing the hard labor. And he thinks that the whole society is like a body, like a, a big dude, a big guy. And that whatever you learn about the individual, you can then take that information, whether it's positive research that can help or warfare, mental psychological research, you can weaponize that and it can become a, an attack on the entire population. So Plato is important for this kind of stuff. Plato is one of the first mind control operatives. We think of the allegory of the cave, as you see here, right? What's the point of the allegory of the cave is that you can train the people that they will actually love their servitude, Aldous Huxley, and they will want to stay in the cave. They will want to stay transfixed by the shadow images dancing on the wall. They will love their chains. They don't want to leave the cave. And the guy who's left the cave to see reality, the Socrates, the Jesus, and Alex Jones. I'm not trying to equate everybody. I'm not saying Alex Jones is a, is a Socrates, is a Jesus. I'm just saying that, that 
that archetype, that image of the guy who comes to tell you the truth, whether it's about the Kufid nonsense that we're undergoing now, or whether it's about you know Christianity or whatever, typically the message of the apology, the message of the allegory of the cave is that a lot of people don't want it, right? You can entrain people such that they will love the servitude, they will be addicted to their passions, and guess what? All of that CIA MKUltra research, which John Marks has a big essay about, John Gittinger and the personality assessment systems, that was all about mapping human desires and controlling people through their basic needs and desires. I've heard Alex for years mention learned helplessness, and I didn't even realize. I just thought this was a term that, you know, that Alex is always repeating as a kind of helpful way to encapsulate how they put everybody into this arrested development state. I didn't realize that learned helplessness actually comes from Dr. Abraham Maslow, who was an MKUltra doctor. Yes, MKUltra is who, the, the projects, that's what came up with the idea of learned helplessness and the idea of weaponizing your base desires. Again, something Plato understood, that the masses, the proles, can be controlled through food, sex, fear, security, housing, basic desires. The technocratic model has just adopted every pattern of control system in history that actually worked. They don't care about the ideology except for a few things, transhumanism, Darwinism, depopulation, those things are the keys, right? Everything else, all they care about is what works, okay? So Platonism, democracy, because democracy is about controlling the base desires through the masses, the collective, communism, socialism, anything that works in those systems, including monopolistic capitalism, including Sovietism, including Western neoliberal degeneracy, all of those things, they just take what works and they put it into a giant ball of technocratic glob system, the blob system. That's what we're being integrated into, the blob. Go watch the blob, same principle here, right? And it all comes out of this OSS, MKUltra, mind control, personality assessment control systems. Yes, exactly what you see in these tyrannical regimes. Guess what? It's the same here. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. If you're interested in this kind of information in a full-on book format, you can also buy my books at jaysanalysis.com in the shop, and you get signed copies. Don't get those from Amazon. Get them directly from me. Please don't support Jeff Bezos. So let's come to this uh, conclusion here. We were talking about the manipulation of fear in, this, in society through the hierarchy of needs, through learned helplessness, to put you in a state of perpetual fear you probably heard David Icke talk about this in his videos. Uh, he's correct about this, right? Uh, uh, the control of the human, right, is through his base desires. And this was something that they mapped out in terms of all these MKUltra doctors and researchers, many of whom I didn't actually know until very recently were just sort of main people who thought were mainline uh, doctors, psychologists, people who pioneered things like positive thinking, positive Buddhism. Those all, all actually come out of the MKUltra projects. In fact, there's a famous character by the name of Sir, Sir Gustav Nassal, who uh, I think was a Nobel Prize winner. He's very famous in terms of immunology. Uh, guess what? <laughs> He's directly connected to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and he was connected to a lot of these operations in Australia over many decades involving MKUltra research there, 
uh, under the, the various universities, the various um, psychiatric institutions. And uh, another key figure in the MKUltra operations in Australia was Leonard Huxley. Yes, there's another member of the Huxley family you probably heard about, Aldous and Julian. Well, they had another apostle who went forth to spread that satanic gospel uh, to other countries like other continents like Australia. And Sir Gustav Nostal, excuse me, uh, not only Sir Gustav Nostal, but also Leonard Huxley, a bunch of other famous uh, uh, doctors there, uh, Dr. Ronald Taft, Dr. Robert Goodnow, Dr. Sidney Gottlieb, Dr. John Philip Sutcliffe, William Sargant, Robert Heath, Dr. Hans Isink, Dr. Harvey uh, Bailey, Gregory Bateson, Margaret Mead, Dr. Kurt Lewin, Kurt Lewin of Tavistock. Yes. So direct connection between Tavistock and MKUltra operations in Australia. And what we find out is through different fronts, like the Human Ecology Fund and, and Air Force Biowarfare Research down there, they found a perfect way to, in, to continue eugenics research, Dr. Isaac, Sir Gustav Nassau, by studying certain tribes. Can you guess what they wanted to do through studying tribes? This blew me away. One of the things they wanted to do was set up a base in Australia to study Aborigines and people on, in Papua New Guinea. And the reason they were so interested in Papua New Guinea was that they had discovered a certain kind of thing that happens when you eat people. It's called Kuru disease or mad cow disease, prion disease. That was discovered through studying cannibal tribes under MKUltra biowarfare projects. These projects were connected to the Jason Group, which you probably heard about before if you listened to my talks on DARPA and the RAND Corporation. A lot of elite technocrats, scientists, mathematicians, and engineers involved in the Jason Group. Well, they said, you know what? There's an interesting way that eating people kind of makes you go nuts, kind of causes you to do a lot of weird things. You go crazy. You turn into a kind of zombie. You turn into, right, a shaking neurological mess. And I'm not trying to be crude here. This was under the auspices of eugenics research. But as we all know, after World War II, eugenics research got a bad name. So they renamed it these other projects. Just name it something else, right? A simple sales pitch, bait and switch. And so the American Eugenics Society, all these different characters were interested in figuring how to weaponize Kuru mad cow disease. And who are the people involved in this? People on the Gates Foundation, like Sir Gustav Nuss. Do you see what's going on here? This is a biowarfare thing that they figured out through MKUltra research, mind control, which keep in mind, it's not just about Again, splitting your personality, causing dissociation. That's part of this. That's part of what toxic pop culture does, literally, is to create a dissociative state in the consumers of pop culture. I'm consuming, right? Pop culture is intended to destroy you. And so it's weaponized. But it's also, the, these projects are also interested in genetic destruction genetic research to destroy genomes. And so what they did was they would recruit the best and the brightest of the scientific elites through Fulbright scholarships 
headed up by people involved in the CFR, people like Elihu Root. And remember, all these people are 100% eugenicists. They're all into dysgenics, which is the weaponizing of genetics to destabilize populations, to reduce populations, ultimately, as we know, to achieve ZPG, zero population growth. There's even a dystopian movie in the 70s called ZPG, zero population growth. Why were they putting this stuff out? Because that's the plan. And so the mutations and the neurological effects of the biowarfare programs under MKUltra would just manifest into something else that would morph into MKDeltra, MKSearch, and biowarfare research. And that way it was no longer something uh, uh, you know, seen as taboo. It's no longer Nazi paperclip stuff. It's something else. And guess how many paperclip scientists went to Australia? 127 Nazi paperclip scientists ended up in Australia doing this kind of research. Now, it's not just Nazis because the Soviets had their own projects, their own sci-spy, PSY, studying occult, studying mind control research. There's a great article by, this, by, by my friend Mark Hackard called the Soviet Psy Spies. They were doing the exact same thing. And guess what? The Soviets took in Nazi paperclip scientists, as did the British, as did the United States. So don't be fooled into the dialectics of the wartime period because the overarching plan was about the erecting of a global technocracy and the setting up of, of entities like the United Nations, UNESCO, connected to people like the Huxleys, connected to British intelligence, all working with people like Dr. Hans Eisink, famous geneticist. And guess what? Dr. Hans Eisink, the famous geneticist, was working on MK Ultra Sub Project 111. And this was dealing with multiple personality DID research. So they've been at this for a long time. And they're not just studying MPD DID to help old people with Alzheimer's. Okay? These people want most of the planet dead, they don't care about your health, right? Health for them means you dying. <laughs> so yes, in a sense, they care about your health because your health needs to end, right? When your health ends, the planet is healthy, you see. Uh, Harry Bailey, if you want to get an idea of one of these people, I mentioned Dr. Harry Bailey, one of the MKUltra doctors, guess what? He's a serial killer. Yes, a famous serial killer, not just MKUltra doctors studying serial killers. One of the MKUltra doctors is a serial killer. I mean, I've been studying serial killers for a long, I didn't know this, okay? I just found that this is like, what? Is that crazy? It's always 10 times crazier than you think, right? Dr. Harry Bailey runs this big mental institute, testing out mind control projects and death research, basically. And he ends up like killing most of the hospital, the mental institute. So, so I mean, He's classed as one of the famous serial killers. Go look him up. He's connected to all these other MKUltra. These people are just psychos. And remember what Bill Donovan said. Les, we want to recruit psychos. We want to recruit loonies. 
In fact, in John Marx's excellent analysis of the MAPS program, Dr. John Gittinger, again, the personality assessment uh, uh, guy, they eventually got to the point where they had it down to a science as to how to conduct the entrapment operations to compromise basically anybody. All they had to do was find out their greatest fears, their greatest weaknesses, and if it was sexual stuff, give them whatever they want. They had a stable of hoes, literally a stable of thoughts, stable of hoes, ready to go to work to do whatever they were told, and they would do it for like no money at all. And basically anyone could be compromised. And so what they learned from this was how to recruit psychopaths and deviants to run the system or to be the tools of the system for total control. So again, total psychos, deviants, serial killers, MKUltra doctors, that's who runs the system. This is public information, it's not a conspiracy theory. This is all academic research that I'm looking at here. This is Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. Be sure to subscribe to my public stuff, my socials, and support Alex Jones.